Doctor Who Fan Podcast, Episode 4. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Doctor Who Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Oh, you want me to go now? It's your turn now. Sweet. My name is Stephanie Ravenscraft. And uh, we're here today to talk about Season 3, Episode 4, Daleks in Manhattan. Alrighty, we just finished watching Season 3, Episode 4, and uh, we are very excited to come to you and share with you our thoughts on this episode. And so, Stephanie, uh, of course, we you just now realized that it is a part one of two. Yeah, you could have told me that beforehand. <laughs> that would have been nice to know. Well, it would have ruined it for you. I mean, it, you think? Th- yeah, there's always this neat... I mean, you mean I got to look at those disgusting little things again? <laughs> I mean, come on. No, I, I have to admit to you, as a Doctor Who fan, I must say that there are... There are two villains, or whatever you want to call these guys. I mean, obviously, the, the these are the Daleks, but there's another villain uh, that shows up all the time. And they just are the two that I just think are unfortunately so massively I overused. I hate the Daleks. That you will be exterminated. <laughs> I, I just, I really, it drives me crazy. But um, I don't know why I hate them so much. I've seen them. Um, I do believe that I've seen them before in this in this new series of Doctor Who. Um, oh yeah, we're going to talk about that. In fact, okay. um, but I I know that I've also seen older episodes um, with you with them in it, and I just don't like them. Well, here's the thing: their voice is absolutely annoying. <laughs> it's okay for an episode or maybe two episodes. But let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, they seven, just, eight, nine. I mean, tw- I don't know, 20 or so episodes, they just 25 won't die. different episodes. They just won't die. And you always see these little patches of four or five that think that they're the only survivors. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, because two years from now, there's going to be four more and you're going to be the only survivors again. Well, look at this. There is the, fir- the first doctor um, that we knew was wa- William Hartnell. He had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five episodes with the Daleks. Uh, the second Doctor had, oh the second do- Doctor um, had two episodes. The third had uh, three. Uh, the fourth Doctor, our my favorite Doctor, I think, was uh, Tom Baker, and Genesis of the Daleks and Dennis- Destiny of the Daleks, and so th- he had two. The fifth Doctor had one. Sixth Doctor had one. Seventh Doctor had one. The eighth Doctor is the only Doctor that got lucky enough not to have that, one of these. I might have to watch that season. <laughs> I don't think he was <laughs> around doctor. very much. And then the ninth, doc- doctor. ninth Doctor. Uh, and here's where you came in. Of course. Okay, this is Christopher Eccleston. Okay. So there was an episode titled uh, Dalek. Mm-hmm. There was an episode titled Bad Wolf. And there was an episode titled uh, The Parting of Ways. So those were three episodes for Christopher Eccleston. And that was just one season. Okay, so hello. Overused, possibly, maybe, I'm thinking. Just 
Yeah, okay. So kill him. okay. And so here's the tenth doctor, and you have already seen him in the Army of Ghosts, in Doomsday, and now Daleks in Manhattan. <laughs> and obviously Which is a two parter, so which, we're gonna see him in the next episode also. Which is gonna be titled Evol yeah. not the Evolution, but the Evolution. Actually the title is Evolution, but they exist it, it's our ev- evolution. evolution. Evolution of the Daleks. So anyway, yeah. Okay, so I said there are two villains that are overused. The other one is the Cybermen. I mean, you you've seen the Cybermen. They're the ones who like uh, the the episode where Rose uh, gets caught in the parallel universe. Remember the the big robot looking guys? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. Of course, they looked much cooler. They look much cooler now. So do the Daleks. I mean, the Daleks, as long as they keep well, their cover, their the robot cover. <laughs> yeah, keep themselves closed up. They they look cool on the outside. Well, because now. this um this Dalek when it actually opened up and it and exposed its true form as it called itself um was much different than what I remember the true form being of even the ones with um with uh, Christopher Eccleston. So I guess they are a different. Yeah, different sects, if you will. Yeah. So it's it's possibly it's possible well, that that's I mean, some of the issue. What were they saying? Um, I mean, they they said who they were. Scaro. Yes. Yeah, the sect of Scaro. Okay. Or the uh, was it the sect or was it the um, the, the cult of Scaro? The yes. The cult of yes. Scaro. The children of Scaro must walk again. Yes. So let's go back and kind of take this step by step through the. Uh, evolution, if you will, of the episode. Uh, and Stephanie and I are going to be taking advantage of Wikipedia, uh, which is an online encyclopedia that has information on just about everything, including Doctor Who related stuff, mm-hmm. which I love that, you know, that so many people out there contribute to just putting all this stuff together. And so uh, we started the episode off with uh, Laszlo and Tallulah. That's with three L's and an H. I liked her. <laughs> she was a she was a showgirl, and it shows this relationship between her and Laszlo and how he delivers the rosebud mm-hmm. each each night on, that she's on stage. And uh, anyway, of course, we he goes to investigate a sound. Or no, she goes to investigate a sound. And all of a sudden, um, what? Or no, it was no, he. No, it was him. You're right. Yeah, she she went, went on stage. She went on stage. I apologize. And uh, he goes to investigate a sound, and all of a sudden, uh, we are faced with this human-like pig guy, and they cut to the opening scene. And then, of course... Uh, Which I totally called what they were doing with the with these people that kept disappearing. I said, duh, they're turning them into these pigs. Right. So that was a little... Um, what is the word I am thinking of? A little obvious? Uh, yeah, predictable is predictable. what I'm saying. Your yawn threw me off I'm there, sorry. Cliff. I'm like... I need to quit staying to up until 2 and 3 in the morning. The, the lights are off in here and I'm That's what is that what it I is? I think so. My gosh, turn that light on. All right, so next up we have uh, Dr. and Martha arrive uh, no, at no other place other than the Statue of Liberty. Which was cool. Yes, and of course it took them a... Uh, a bit to look at the skyline. You could see the Empire State Building in the Being background. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not quite completed yet. And of course, again, a, a, a fact of history 
uh, that kind of is taking part in some kind of plot to overtake the world that was thwarted by the doctor. Right. So very neat stuff. I uh, liked when when they um, when they came out of the TARDIS and and she's like, "Where are we?" And they look up at the Statue of Liberty and she turns around or they turn oh, around. Yes. And so he's trying to determine the date. Okay. And so in the Doctor's mind, he's thinking, "Okay, well, the Empire State Building's not finished and and this and this." Trying to calculate the date, it's sometime about. And she goes and picks up a newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> well, November first, nineteen thirty. Martha, you rock. <laughs> And so, anyway, and she goes, you know, I've always... just like a woman. She goes, we'll stop and ask for directions. (laughs) (laughs) She says, you know, I've always wanted to go to New York. Well, the real New York, not the new, new New York. Right. (laughs) Anyway, so that was pretty cool. And, um... And then, of course, there's the mystery deepens headlines on the newspaper, which leads them to Central Park, walking through and seeing Hooverville, uh, which is, of course, a historical... Uh, truth that that is during the depression exactly what did happen i one of the things that in the special effects that i don't know about you stephanie but if you go back to the shakespeare scene and then you go to the hooverville scene Mm -hmm. is it me or did the quote-unquote effects department like do the exact same style of effect it it, i don't know what do you mean like the smoky looking scene how it's kind of real smoky and and almost blurry in a little way. It's 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 almost not realistic. It's it's almost overdone in a way. It's it's like it's well, a, it is television. Here. I know, I know. <laughs> but it, I was just pointing. It, it okay. just it, it's it had this photoshopped effect, you know. And I don't know what you would call that in actual video videography, mm-hmm. but in in photos, if you touch them up, it's got that you know. It looks like it's been touched up a whole lot. And it almost—it was done so much to the point where it's like it—it it was almost unrealistic. But you know, that's, I, I maybe I just don't know what scene you're talking about. I don't feel like I the can scene. Give a- well, not necessarily the scene where they're walking through Hooverville, but mm-hmm. the scene that kind of shows the city skyline in the background. But and then Hooverville with it, you know the overview of Hooverville, uh, where the smoke is is coming up from all the fires and stuff like that. It's the same as well, the anyway. I, I just thought that it was cold and there was fire, so there was, I don't know, I didn't read anything extra into it. Okay. I, okay. Not a big deal. I mean, it's not like Cliff is here to really, I mean, <laughs> obviously, the sets here on the new seasons of Doctor Who are are They're a step really above cool. from some of the older stuff. They're really cool. Absolutely. All right, so then, um, you know, we of course uh, meet Solomon, which I like Solomon. I, you know, it's it's really neat to in a in a show like this to come across somebody who is quote unquote a leader and, and shows strength. And I'm, it, you know, it, you know, it kind of stood out to me that they chose an African American mm-hmm. for that time period to be the leader, which I think is kind of cool. Um, and and I guess it would make sense. I mean, he, he even talked about fighting in the Great War, right? And and things. So obviously he was he was somebody who was in charge, and people uh, pretty much were okay with that. So things were very cool there. I thought that was great. Um, then we go and switch over to the Empire State Building, and I don't know this guy's name. Is it Diagoras? Mr. Diagoras. I have no idea. Anyway, he's the the was. Well, now he's Mr. Octopus Head. So Mr. (laughs) He is Mr. Scarrow, Darlick Human Man. Yeah. Anyway, he 
is a wealthy businessman and was very ruthless. And it says here that he needed to speed up the construction uh, on the mast because they are, there's going to be something, I guess, that it will play into the next episode that we're going to see. Um, and anyway, well, yeah, the plates that they had to, um, the plates that they had to go back up and and add are the same plates that are on. You are so observant. The outside of the Daleks. Yes. Robot form. You noticed that, you know. did you? <laughs> right away. <laughs> of course. Why not? Because you're a woman. Anyway, uh, so good, good catch on that. And then, of course, um, you know, when he summons one of the, the workers to say, you know, you have to speed this up. Uh, that guy kind of refuses and says, I want to talk to the person in charge. And that's <laughs> I've when been summoned. that's when we see uh, the the pig slaves and the Dalek. Yes. Uh, and so anyway, Dalek, is it Kan? Khan? Khan. Anyway, uh, they they take him away for the final, final experiment and he's gone. And then, of course, um, he's sent out to recruit more bodies. Yes, he is. We need more bodies. For a dollar. Yes, for a dollar a day. So that's where we he meets up with the doctor and all those folks. A dollar a day. Uh, and, and so we find the, the plot is just to recruit all these humans so that they can either turn them into pig slaves. Right. Or so that they can swallow them whole and but turn them only, into the okay. new... Well, here's the thing. They had this long line. So I guess this is something that will be answered in the next... Um, in the next episode, which is why I asked you before we recorded this, should we watch the next episode and record them together? No, absolutely not. But go ahead with okay. your question. My question is, there's only four of the Daleks <laughs> and they have like this long line of higher intelligence, you know, people. So, hello, you only need three people. That's that's an excellent point. I wonder if they'll address that in the next episode. I'm sure they will, because right now I think those Daleks are pretty stupid. <laughs> So we'll get to that. Anyway. Um, Are they going to clone themselves? Is that what they're going to do? Uh, babe, I'm not saying anything. My lips are sealed. Yeah. I well, don't like that you've seen it already. I know. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I really don't like that you've seen I think, it already. I think I'm doing a pretty good job of not like. You are. And, and you know what's amazing is that I saw this, gosh, what, a year and a half ago. Yeah. So um, in essence, really, I've forgotten Right, a, a majority of the stuff. So it it it's not. I mean, I know the overview of what happens, but I don't remember the details. So right. while I do know the answer to your question, I don't know specifically the details. The details of, of how right. it all came about. So anyway, it, it it's it it is interesting for me to go back and watch these again. Oh, is that my phone or yours? My that's, phone's upstairs, but that's horrible. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie's <laughs> like, ah, I gotta take my headphones off. I gotta be in my ear. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, turn off my iPhone here. I apologize, folks. Um, that I, I should have done that before we got it started. Like I had a bumblebee in my ear. <laughs> anyway, freaked me out. So here, here's the deal. We're just gonna skip forward a little bit, okay? Because we have a place to be this afternoon. Yes, we do. So uh, let's just fast forward to the point where they solve the mystery, find out pretty much what's going on. Okay. When they find Laszlo. Well. When they find Laszlo, okay. I mean, unless you yeah. think I skipped something no. very important. Well, one thing that I wanted to mention was that um, I found it, um, I don't know what descriptive word I could use for it, um, but I, I guess I thought it what was baffling that the doctor didn't recognize what was happening or that that slimy green brain looking thing that he found what that was sooner. Did we find out exactly what it was in this one? 
Um, it was artificial, so whoever he's working with is smarter than he he was giving them credit for, and so I don't know if we actually. And he realized that the DNA so. comes traces all the way back to Scarrow, yeah. right? And um, I I don't know. I just thought that usually he's more on top of his game, you know. Yeah, I tell you somebody and it, that it, it, it stumbled him. So Tallulah needed to be a little more on top of her game when it was Laszlo. Of course, I think <laughs> we all think that, or you and I think that she knew. Who it was. She just almost, yeah, she, she wasn't sure. And it's like, <laughs> she was getting on my nerves. She I'm was. like, you know who it is, woman. No, that's not, tell me what you said. It was hilarious. <laughs> he said, you know it's him, you dumb broad. That's exactly <laughs> your words. Those are not mine. Is that what I said? Yes. Oh, that's you, funny. you said, you dumb broad. <laughs> that was so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious. Well, I'm like, I mean, she she already was, asked him like ten times, "Who are you?" I know it was <laughs> come a little, on. It was a little overwritten. I agree. Anyway, all right. So obviously, um, they find out exactly what's going on, and I love this. It, it's like one of all oh, one of the things I did. Um, the guy says, "You know, I'll do whatever it takes to to be the leader of this city or whatever," and and he's like, and Boy. then to come down to it, he's freaking out about yeah it's like we just we need your flesh (laughs) (laughs) all right which they didn't use yeah technically they did i mean they they it's his body he's he's part of his flesh so yeah okay i would say so so the doctor study is we we already talked about that he learned the planet of origin was scarrow he rushes to find martha and screams because of the pig slaves he goes down the manhole after uh after her and Tallulah follows him. That's where they come across um, um, and find Laszlo. Back in the Dalek lab, uh, smoke billows from Dalek sex uh, casing while he shakes violently. He com- what's that? He comrades his comrades <laughs> urge <laughs> urge him to cancel the experiment. Why are we just he refuses? Okay. I I just wanted, so. but anyway, the whole I love the fact that the Daleks is like you know we can't do this. The humans are inferior you know we must right. remain pure and the the leader is like you know we you must do any whatever we can to go on yes to survive to survive and uh he's like listen you know the the thing is is being pure has caused us to be defeated and so here we are anyway um couple things okay so in essence we saw at the end obviously he you know opens up his case and out walks uh mr new half human half darlet guy right and i and he says i am your future and that's where they cut off that's where they cut off yeah which you know the other thing that that bothered me (laughs) about the costume department (laughs) yeah is that okay I get that you're you're merging the the Dalek and the human, but why couldn't you use both eyes? Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they, stupid stuff. You know. Yep. That that I'm just like I don't want to look at an alien with one eye for the entire next episode. And I'm not even going to say what those things hanging off of the side of his head. Well, they look like octopus tentacles, is what they they look like. Something, and I'm not going there. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway. Uh, let's move Woo! along okay, okay. <laughs> well so that's where it cuts off and yes it did thankfully <laughs> and now i think that we might have to watch that episode when we get home this afternoon oh the other this one evening you think so because i don't know if i can go a whole week without 
knowing what happens next. Well, we might do that. That's the one thing that I love about about Doctor Who is because, yes, the story of the Doctor and Martha um, grows each week, but each week there's like new things to deal with. Right. So new adventures. Yes. So I don't, um, I don't want to wait a whole week to find out what happens in that adventure. All right. Well, maybe, maybe if we can squeeze some time in later, we'll see if we can't figure that okay. out. Or maybe one day this week. So anyway, um, or maybe today. <laughs> Stephanie really wants to see that next episode. All right. So in the continuity section of Wikipedia, uh, one of the things it says that Tallulah asks Martha if she's ever been on stage, to which Martha replies, "Some Shakespeare." And, of course, she was referring to right. the Shakespeare Code. All righty. And then there are a bunch of details about the Daleks. And, honestly, we're going to go overlook all of those. Okay. Because, you know what? Like I said, Daleks... I, I understand one thing, okay? The Daleks equal Doctor Who. I mean, they're they're that right. prominent. And, and they're, you know... And I remember watching the old PBS specials where, you know, it's like, you know, get your handcrafted... Dalek, you know, memorabilia <laughs> if you contribute money and stuff. And it, it, that was totally cool. And I understand that. And, and there were times when I wanted a little Dalek uh, figurine. But, man, you know, it's just, okay, you're overkilling it. You know, it, you've gone too far. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch, you know, I haven't watched Doctor Who for 100 years. But 100 they're years? even getting on my nerves. Well, I don't know when it started. <laughs> so I'm All righty. But I, I'll tell you what I would like to do is just go through and talk about this production notes in okay. here, if you don't mind. No. It says, all the scenes with Martha and the Doctor in front of the Statue of Liberty were actually taken had actually taken place in Wales. Uh, the production team uh, found a wall that matched the base of the statue. Uh, that was me- let's see here. That was mentioned in the accompanying Doctor Who Confidential, which there is a Doctor Who video podcast that um, you can subscribe to out there and uh, it takes this thing called the Doctor Who Confidential which is an it's usually like a 20 or 30 minute uh, episode that talks about the most recent episode and how they filmed it and and they kind of take you on location it's kind of like a special DVD bonus material kind of stuff that we're used to but they actually put it out as an episode and um, I saw that Doctor Who Confidential and it shows you know the production team went out and got some footage of New York which is what we saw but then you'll notice if you go back and look at the very beginning you'll never see the Doctor and Martha actually in front of right. the Statue of Liberty. It shows them with the wall behind them. And then they look, they look as up. they look up, then you see the Statue right. of Liberty. Very cool uh, stuff like that. Anyway, I, you know, it was a good episode. Overall, um, it wasn't one of my favorites. And I'm not a huge fan of the dialogue. So, eh. You're in. You're now. Why are you so eagerly anticipating uh, the the next episode? What is it that that just is so intriguing to you? Well, I want. I I don't know. I I I don't know. I want to see. I want to see them be exterminated. That's what I want to <laughs> say. Oh, that's one but, of the things um, the doctor says. And um, they always survive. They always survive. And so I, and and I have nothing. 
which you can feel his pain. Yeah. I mean, especially after after um, gridlock where he sits down and he tells Rose, you know, and you can see that it really affects him and they always survive and I have nothing. I I feel his pain. I want to see them. I got gotcha. you. I do. I, I want to see them um, defeated. Cool. Well, hey, we have only one bit of listener feedback. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. And so, did you have something else to say before we go I, to it? I did. Just one one more thing in the production, um, which I think, as, as a woman, is cool, that um, Helen Raynor wrote this episode. Yes. Okay? It's the first woman to ever write a televised um, Dalek story. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, so congratulations to her. Cool. All right. So, anyway... <laughs> And and the first woman to write a story for the revived series. Very cool. And and it, it I don't know. I, hats it, off to her. Hats off to her. It wasn't one of my favorite stories, though. Did she write the second half? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. But let's go. Let's go to Jeff Gentry, a good friend of ours and a longtime listener to other podcasts that we produce, and see what he has to say. Hi, this is Jeff, also known as X-Force 11, calling in for the Doctor Who Fan Podcast. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, uh, just wanted to touch on a few things he talked about last week, about the uh, the inside of the TARDIS. I remember uh, I was a big Tom Baker fan, too, growing up, and uh, he had you know room for each companion, and there was swimming pools and all kinds of neat stuff on the inside of the TARDIS, and uh, I'd like to see some more of that as well. I'm, I'm going to just pause, pause that. I don't remember swimming pools. That's uh, one of the things that I'm going to attempt to do is to get my hands on every episode of Doctor Who, and and that would be totally awesome. In fact, I do know that I can get uh, the very first episode ever of Doctor Who. Uh, it's something, I think it's called like... Um, an unearthly child or something like that. It's it's where Doctor Who all began. Okay. And Stephanie said she'd watch it with me. I would watch it. So that might be something. But anyway, I don't remember swimming pools, but I I, I totally believe for you. the purposes of this of this podcast, I may sit down and suffer through all of them. Wow, R- really? <laughs> really? No way. Would that be awesome or what? Because I'm sure I would be. Pick things up. You yeah, know? you'll definitely pick things up. That's for sure. So. And of course, what's cool is that we would have Wikipedia to go back and yes. help us to understand some of the continuity and stuff of this. So let's go back to Jeff and see what else he had to say. But it seems that this producer uh, has kind of said in, in different ways that they weren't going to get too much into the inside of the TARDIS. He seems like he's a, a much more um, character-driven producer, and we've seen that in the last three seasons and it's been a good thing but um but unfortunately we might not get see much of the inside of the TARDIS um you know it's kind of interesting I've enjoyed uh the last three seasons of Doctor Who and the the character focus and I think they've done a good job with the characters uh and being a little more character oriented uh and they've done a good job with that but uh you know, over on Torchwood, where they don't have the constraints in the history of Doctor Who and that lore, uh, it's been a little more uh, adult-oriented and sexual relationships-oriented. And um, even to the point where they're talking about in Season 2 having two versions of episodes, 
one more adult oriented and the other one a little yeah i guess family friendly we'll see if that happens but uh i think they've done a good job with the characters with uh uh rose and and martha i like both uh martha really grew on me this year and uh we'll see what happens in season four but I just wanted to give you a quick call about that. And then uh, the next episode you all watching is the dialects in Manhattan. And this one and the next one are a, a good two-parter. And once again, I liked it because of the characters involved, uh, you know, particularly with the New Yorkers that they get involved with there uh, in, you know, in Manhattan and uh, just the, the relationships with different people. Uh, uh, the the people they come across in uh, in Hooverville there in in Central Park and uh, and the different ones that they come in contact with uh, so it, it's a really good two parter simply because of the people and standing up uh, for the rights and standing up for who they are and it's just a, a really good two parter because of the character so I hope you two enjoy it and look forward to talking to you soon goodbye. Alrighty, Jeff, thank you so much for calling in. And you know, folks, if you want to call in and, and leave your feedback, uh, the listener line is area code 859-795-4067. Now, what we're going to cover next week, I don't know. Stephanie's very uh, itchy to get her hands on this next episode. So uh, just uh, keep a look at the feed and uh, feel free to give us your feedback. And uh, we'll be back soon. And so, Stephanie, thank you for joining me again in the Doctor Who Fan Podcast. And, uh, My until, pleasure. Until next time, go to gspn.tv and join, join the, the community. community. Hello, everyone. This is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I would like to take just a moment to tell you about the gspn.tv monthly support team. In January of 2008, Stephanie and I made the decision to go into podcasting and new media full time. The show you just listened to is not the only program that we produce. In fact, if you haven't already done so, I encourage you to go to gspn.tv to see a list of the other shows that we have made available. Our desire from the beginning has been to build a community of people around shared passions and to produce content that is entertaining, encouraging, and inspiring. The gspn.tv monthly support team is a group of individuals who have found great value in the shows that we produce and who have made the decision to help underwrite our efforts in podcasting and new media. I would like to personally invite you to investigate the gspn.tv monthly support team further by visiting our site at gspn.tv slash donate today. It is due to the occasional sponsor of our programs and the efforts of those like you who have made the decision to invest in what we are doing here that makes our shows, like the one you just listened to, possible. Thank you very much for listening, and have a great day.